Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio at the Patriot Mobile Communication Center on the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 And here we go. Good heavens, it is Sunday already. The week begins right now. First full week in March. Mark Walters in the Car Firearms Group Studios with you here. At the Patriot Mobile Communication Center. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Six-hour mic lit up for you. X-Insurance presenting it all. Greg over in Dallas, Texas. You're busy today, but here we go. How are you, man? I'm doing just fine, and you are correct. Been a busy weekend. That's okay. That's okay. Please tell people where they can go because for this is the end of your day here, so we're ready to rock and roll. We've got three solid hours with you. Tell people where to go to watch the program in high definition, participate in the chat. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't watch it if you're driving Okay, there's that. Greg, go ahead, please. Sure, if you want to watch the show, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com. On the right-hand side of that website, you're going to see the menu icon. Just give it a click, and when that window opens up, just select that Watch Live option. If you're behind the wheel, just click on that Listen Live option. If you've missed a previous episode, hit that podcast link, and if you'd like to join our live chat, just head on over to your app store. Grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. Wham, pow, zamo, that will get you in. Get involved in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of people do. We do read it while we're live on the air. And if you say something fun, we might give you a big shout-out on hundreds of radio stations across the nation. Let's get this party started. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, joins me now. Alan, welcome to the show. You are a fan favorite for a reason. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing well, Mark. It always makes my day when I'm with you and your listeners, so I'm quite happy to be here. Well, it's great to have you here, Alan. I I would like to say we don't have a lot to talk about, but alas, that's never the case. And ladies and gentlemen, Alan and I were texting back and forth a little bit ago, and he said we're going to have to go fast, which is usually what happens because we do have a lot of things that we want to cover with Alan. But, Alan, let's first start with – I want to talk about very quickly uh, – well, no, I'm not going to go there right now because we do have such limited time. Let's go to a couple of the issues that Second Amendment Foundation is working with, and I'll start with this one. SAF files memorandum in support of summary judgment in New York carry law challenge. Now, a lot of people might not know the case name. We've talked about it before, but it's Christian V. Cimento, and SAF is being joined by the Firearms Policy Coalition and private citizen Brett Christian. In their memorandum, SAF's attorneys note that soon after the 2022 Bruin ruling striking down New York's unconstitutional concealed carry law, state lawmakers, quote, replaced one unconstitutional licensing scheme with another and implemented expansive new criminal laws barring firearm carry in so-called sensitive locations. Alan, I understand as of today, carry permits in New York are down almost 51%, and I'm going to guess that that's tied together. What's going on here? 
Well, one, New York's gotten tougher in issuing them, uh, and delaying, there's a lot of delays as well, so it's taking much longer. And then you've got a situation that, you know, a lot of people just aren't going to go get the permit if you can't use it anyplace, because as you know and your listeners know, New York doubled down when they lost the Bruin decision and their carry law got taken out. They then just said, okay, we have to issue these permits. We're just not going to let them be good anyplace. Well, one of the things they, they had separately in that part of that law they passed was that, that on private property, uh, you couldn't, you know, c- you carry a firearm unless there's a posted sign that said you could, so to speak, uh, by, by the private property owner. Uh, we challenged that in court, and we knocked that out. Uh, before we actually could get a, a ruling in our favor, New York repealed that part of the law. The rest of it we had a separate challenge for, which is what, what we're talking about right now. And so we're now, at the, you know, in the, in the appeals court level on this, uh, and that was a memorandum in support of our appeal that we're t- referring to right this minute that got filed this week. All right. So what is what's the expected end result? Let's assume this goes through the process and we're victorious. What happens? Well, then these, these crazy restrictions New York has put on where you can carry firearms, uh, even if you have a permit, are going to bite the dust. And that's what we're pushing for, because quite frankly, they stuck their finger in the eye of the U.S. Supreme Court. And we think this is, the court's not going to be happy about this, uh, and eventually it's going to get back to the court. And that's what we're, that's what we're pushing for, the high court. So what be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give my personal opinion is if you're listening in New York, and WRCN listeners, you're listening in New York City right now and out on the island. My recommendation to you and other cities across the state that are listening right now, Alan, my personal recommendation is don't not get the permit in New York now. My recommendation is to get the permit now as this process moves through the system. Is this something you want to get caught with after we're victorious? Wouldn't it be recommended to get the permit now anyway? Oh, by, by all means, for lots of reasons. Uh, definitely get the permit. Uh People not getting the permit, uh, you know, are, are not being smart about this. So if you can get it, get it. But they made it tough. It, it you know, it takes time. You got to go through a, a whole lot of rigmarole with New York. But get the permit. And if they, you know, one of the problems is, is we're going to find some jurisdictions where in New York, they're not going to get you the permit, even though you're supposed to get it. And we're going to we need plaintiffs to go back to court and keep knocking us <laughs> down. Okay, that was my next question is, don't those people make great plaintiffs for the future? And you just answered that question. Ladies and gentlemen, I understand the defiance. I understand that. Believe me, I I understand your frustration. I'm not going to do this jumping through hoops. But here's the deal. Alan Gottlieb and the Second Amendment Foundation are fighting vigorously and rigorously on your behalf behind the scenes. And when the day comes we are victorious, you don't want to be caught having to go through that process then. You want to be able to carry your firearm. Believe me when I tell you, the permits are unconstitutional. We now have 28 states, and we're going to talk about that with AWR Hawkins. We will have 28 states this week. Alan, I just think that's good, solid advice. While the permit process is in place, get that permit and help kind of poke them back in the eye, right? Isn't, it, does, it feels good. I know we, we hate to have to have it, but at the same time, that's where you live. That's what the law is for now until we can effectively knock that down. I'll just give you the last word on that. Get the permit, right? Get the permit. Get the permit. Well, again, I just want to for your listeners, you can't just knock the permit system down. If they have a permit system that isn't too crazy in price, doesn't make you jump through too many hooves, uh, you know, there's no way to knock it down. Uh, right. permit, uh, permit by itself is not unconstitutional. What makes it unconstitutional is a process that infringes on your Second Amendment rights to be able to apply for it and get it. So I don't want to mislead your listeners there. Uh, uh, what we're doing here is we're knocking down permits when they cost too much money, 
when they say to you that you you know, you can't get one, um, you know, or you have to jump through too many hoops to get it, or or you, they say you can use your permit but it's not good anyplace, then then we have constitutional grounds to challenge these laws and win. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to win. It's that simple. We're going to win. Let's move on. Staying domestic, then we're going to go international here. We have you for another segment. Uh, Judge Grant's summary judgment against California law denying restored gun rights. Now, this is a is a huge topic. Whenever felons, convicted felons, expunged records come up, Amy Coney Barrett tends to come up because she made comments in the past in a ruling about felons and dangerous and definitions, and it gets a little confusing. But what happened in California? We'll start here until we go to the break, and then we'll pick it up after the break. We've got about a minute and a half. So the federal judge in California has granted summary judgment to three individuals in a lawsuit challenging that state's penal code, which permanently denies Second Amendment rights to people who have had felony convictions vacated, set aside, or dismissed, ladies and gentlemen, and those rights to possess firearms have been fully restored. Linton versus Bonta. Alan, again, California, right in the face of court decisions and and, and law. Another win for the Second Amendment Foundation against California. These are people, our plaintiffs, that have moved to California from other jurisdictions, uh, had convictions in other jurisdictions that got, you know, um, removed, rescinded, uh, or their rights were restored. They moved to California, and now they can't pass a background check because California won't recognize their rights have been restored. Uh, And, of course, the federal court said, no, no, that doesn't work that way. These people have their rights restored, and you're infringing on their Second Amendment rights. Um, and, and, we, and we knocked down that law in California. California will probably appeal this, uh, but you know, we have a number of these challenges to laws that are infringing on gun rights, particularly on restoration rights, when you've had your rights restored, and then they won't give you a permit or they won't let you purchase a firearm, even though your rights have been restored. Uh, so this is this is another big win for us in in building uh, building blocks to get a case like this to the U.S. Supreme Court. And maybe California will appeal it, and that's the case that will get, that'll get to the Supreme Court. We've got, you, we've got lots of cases loaded to go to the court. Do you court. think they'll appeal this? I, I, look, this is in, in your face where an individual, we have 30 seconds, so I'll just ask this question. Now we come back, we'll give you an opportunity to answer it. We'll move on to some other issues. But uh, for, for your thoughts over the break, California has thrown their, I, I'm trying to be polite here, they've thumbed their nose at the Supreme Court and the U.S. Constitution and the right to bear arms for many, many years. Ladies and gentlemen, understand what we're talking about here. These people have had their rights restored. California continues, continues to deny them the rights they've had restored, even after they've been lawfully restored. This is just more proof positive that they hate your gun rights, particularly they hate your freedoms, but particularly here on this show, your gun rights, and will do anything to stand. We don't care if your rights have been restored. We don't like your gun rights anyway. Nope, can't pass a background check here. Alan Gottlieb, right after this. Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Daniel Defense is freedom, passion, and precision. Welcome back inside the Car Firearms Group studio. Six Sour Mike, I am Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today and every day in front of this powerful Six Sour microphone. We're in the Patriot Mobile Communications 
Center. X Insurance presents it all. I want to give a shout out. We've got a, a, a new chatter in here. I like this. We've seen a few of them. But uh, this gentleman by the name of Ty, one of our regular chatters in there, Barber, says, Ty, are you a deplorable? He went in the chat five minutes, and he said every given day, and he's listening to us in Phoenix and chatting on the Telegram app. Welcome in, Ty. Great to have you here. Love our deplorables, especially when you're deplorable every given day, and you're in Phoenix, my favorite place on earth. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Welcome back, my friend. Let's go back to that felons issue for just a moment because, you know, this is a hot-button topic for a lot of people, and I have my personal opinions on this. Maybe we can get into it and take it away. Where are we in, in California now that they're doing this? This is going to be the case. But, Alan, if your rights have been restored, how does California even have a leg to stand on here? They don't. Uh, you know, California doesn't use the system for for their background checks. Uh, they have their own Drew system that they use. And as a result, your, your information that your rights are restored – uh, aren't in it and they won't accept it. You can't even give them the, da- the data, the paperwork to show that you've had it restored. They refuse to even look at it. So they're going to lose. They can't win. Uh, it, 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 but this is an issue we're trying to get to the U.S. Supreme Court again, Mark. And if, right. now we're going to get there. And this may, may be the case that gets us there. Alan, I, personally, I believe if, you've, if, if you were convicted of a felony and your rights have been, you've completed your sentence, you should have your gun rights back. That's my yeah, well, personal let, let, opinion. Let, Mark, let me go a step further here. These Please. aren't people who committed violent crimes or drug-related crimes. Right. I mean, these are people, these, these are people that have, have had minor offenses uh, and in many, many cases never even had jail time. But California, is, they like to disqualify as many people as possible from Second Amendment rights and not let anybody have a firearm. We know that. And this one is, is so egregious that it's great to take it to court. We, we, it, by the way, this case, we started in 2018. So give me an idea some of these cases take so long. I mean, this has been almost six full years, and we're still going to be litigating if they appeal it. Yeah, I, and Greg just jumped in my ear here and said, bingo. Greg, did you want to ask Alan a question about that, or do you want me to move on? You Feel free to if you'd like to continue that. Okay, all right, he's going to move on from that. I think you've answered his question, Alan. We are in complete and total agreement here. Let's talk about the arms trade treaty. Let's go international now briefly, Alan. Oh, you know, do we really want to trust the United Nations with our gun rights? Obviously not, Mark. You know, uh, the, the arms trade treaty, you know, got passed by the United Nations. The U.S. has never signed on to it. But that also means the U.S. can't participate in any future discussions or implementation of it. Uh, they just had in, in U.N. offices in, uh, in Geneva, Switzerland, uh, uh, you know, uh, an ATT session. And the Second Amendment Foundation was the only uh, NGO from the United States, gun rights NGO, that was there to be able to participate and, and, and put comments in and try to stop some of this. By the way, an interesting thing was the American Bar Association was there, you know, uh, in in, uh, in in Geneva, uh, pushing for more gun control, uh, and it was just absolutely disgusting. But you should know that the American Bar Association doesn't represent the side of gun owners. What they're trying to attempt to do here is put in regulations globally that uh, deal with the co- commerce of firearms, import, export, so they can stop guns from coming to the United States and being shipped from the United States, as well as pushing for uh, governments to know who the end users are, whoever purchases the products, which means you have, you know, a, a registry, so to speak, uh, in, in every country where, where firearms o- are owned. 
So a lot of us think the ATT is sort of like dead because we didn't sign on to it. It's not dead, and at any time, you know, it's still sitting out there. Uh, if the Senate's in the wrong hands and you have the wrong president in the White House, uh, they could they could adopt it and sign it into law. Uh, so we're still there on an international level, pushing and fighting back against this. And so we had our staff in uh, Geneva for, for this uh, ATT thing, which has now come back up, and they're pushing it again. Yeah, Alan, the Senate is in the wrong hands, and we do have an enemy of freedom in the White House. And I, it's a couple things here. It's very disappointing to me personally that we don't see any other organizations here in the United States fighting against this. I mean, I'm not saying fight, not fighting against it, but not present. How, how much of a help would it be if we had three or four or five, six, seven other organizations that are not just the SAF? And ladies and gentlemen, I want to throw a plug in. The SAF isn't just fighting for your rights here. They're fighting for your rights all the way around the world, everybody's rights. And, Alan, uh, now's the time, I think, to mention. You can join us, ladies and gentlemen, for 15 bucks a year at saf.org. Now's the time to mention that. This is a global initiative that, they've, that, that they're putting in place to try to take our freedoms away, and they're trying to use the global push to do just that here in the United States. Alan, how disappointing is it to you, as the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, being the only NGO there? Well, it's not disappointing to me per se uh what's disappointing to me is how a lot of other gun rights groups try to claim credit for stopping or gumming up the att the arms trade treaty when uh when we are the only one there i just want to point that out so when you hear other people talking about it remember that we were there when everybody else was not and this is something that the second amendment foundation has been involved in overseas for years alan this is not our first rodeo here correct Oh, no. Uh, in, in fact, we also uh, had a, an executive committee meeting of the World Forum for Shooting Sports in Nuremberg, Germany, that our step was at this weekend as well. Um, so we, we, we do work internationally because I'd rather stop something at somebody else's border before it gets to our border. Yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the way it works. Alan, I'm going to ask you right now, do you have time to stay with us for one more segment? Well, I'm not going to get to what I want to get to, and I do have an open slot coming up. Would you be able to stay for 10 more minutes after the break? I'd love to, but I can't because I have to okay. pick up my wife at the airport, Mark. Uh, well, and that's because the Second Amendment Foundation is returning from that trip overseas, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Gottlieb and the Second Amendment Foundation doing amazing work over there. Let's talk briefly, briefly about, uh, and I want to take you here, Georgia's got a property rights bill up right now, Alan. Uh, Georgia Republicans have put a bill up. HB 31364, I believe it is. I mean, yeah, HB 1364, which would add liability exposure for property owners who disallow legal firearms. In other words, if I go into a place, I live here in the state of Georgia, and there's a no-gun sign, and I follow the law, and I go out to my car and put my gun in the car, and I come back in, and I'm harmed that holds them liable. What do you think about a bill like that? Does it stand a chance? What about the legalities of something like that? Well, one, I love it. And two, I think it's legal. Uh, and we're seeing that coming up more and more states, not just Georgia. Uh, and it holds those who want to you know, say you can't have your firearm to protect yourself or your family uh, while you're at, at, at somebody else's premises. That's fine if they provide you the protection and keeps you safe. If they don't, they should be held liable. And you, you, do, you do believe that that's legal. You do believe that's got legs to it. I hope that's what I heard, correct? Yeah, I, th- I think, Mark, quite frankly, that it has legs to it. Uh, and I think uh, it, it's legal to do that. Uh, you know, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that, would, I think, stands legal scrutiny. And I'd push it and I'd support it. 
And, of course, the anti-gunners are going to oppose it, and you know they'll probably try to take it to court and, and try and shut down courtrooms. But we'll be there to defend it. There you go. Second Amendment Foundation has your back, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't quite get to everything with Alan, but got to most of it, the meat of it anyway. Alan Gottlieb, thank you very much. Go do what you do. Thanks for taking the time to be here with us today again and every day on Sunday. We appreciate it so much and everything you do. SAF.org, ladies and gentlemen, back right after this. The Voice of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. I tell you what, welcome back, guys. Car Firearms Group Studios here at the ranch, the Patriot Mobile Communications Center. We're going to be hearing from Patriot Mobile on the program coming up on Wednesday, on Wednesday, uh, and some great stuff. Now, I want to direct you over to their website, too, by the way, and that's patriotmobile.com slash AAR, patriotmobile.com slash AAR. And you use that promo code AA. Got a really slick website over there already for us. We're officially kicking off our partnership today. If you listen to the Daily Show, you heard them last week. New intros and all fun stuff. You get free activation at Patriot Mobile with that AAR promo code. And we begin uh, we begin flipping over at the ranch uh, coming up this week, I believe, is when we're scheduled to meet with them to take our service over to Patriot Mobile. Because like you, I'm sick and tired of giving my money to woke companies. If there's another option, I'm on it. I mean, it's just that simple. And if enough of us do that, ladies, because that's what it takes. That's flat out what it takes. So welcome back in. We'll talk more about that coming up. Remember, all this is brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners at armedamericanradio.com. And I also want to point out as well that, uh, you know what, I'm going to go to that later, Greg, because I'm, see, I'm getting ahead of myself here and I'm taking my own thunder because it's, it kind of commingles into another story. I'm, I'm pulling a Biden. I'm thinking out loud right now, but I know what I'm thinking about. Biden doesn't have a clue. Greg, during the break, you had a question, kind of. I sensed it, asked you, and you brought it up during the break. Let's go there briefly, because I, it's something that I do want to ask Mr. Gottlieb, and I think others might be thinking what you were thinking as well, maybe not as in-depth as you were going back to the Gingrich house. Sure. But when we're talking about felons, restoration of rights, this is always a hot-button topic, ladies and gentlemen, and there's a lot to discuss there because there are different degrees of felonies. It's, it's a lot different for somebody who pulled a gun on somebody, blew their kneecaps off during an armed robbery versus someone that stole 2500 bucks when they were 18 years old at a place that they were working at and has been denied their rights. But So this, this is a, clearly a debatable topic. But, Greg, what was your question for Alan? Uh, listeners, I, I bring this to your benefit. Maybe you know. We don't. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, sure. Just to establish a little bit of uh, a little bit of foreground here. Um, so in ninety two, ninety three, in that Congress, when they passed the uh, the Brady Act, and then they uh, they weren't they were passing the background checked uh, uh, law so that they could implement it, and which would start in five years, which uh, turned out to be in ninety eight. Um, they passed legislation that also halted all funding for man hours to process applications. From people that have been relieved of their um, disabilities for being felons, and you had an opportunity to uh, fill out a restorations of right application, and then return that to the federal government. They would process your application, then they would recognize that your state or that your federal felony 
or that your state is now recognizing you as not having any kind of encumbrances on yourself as a person to where you can't vote, you can't uh, possess a firearm, you can't be an executive or will, you can't swear an affidavit. There's a lot of things that they, they, they restrict you from with this with this um, designation. Well, they stopped funding those applications, and so for 30 years since the 90s, they've been just collecting dust. And with these cases that are coming up in the Supreme Court or that are coming up through the court's process to potentially end up at the Supreme Court, um, do we think that there could possibly be a reversal on that legislation that would be halting the man hour funding for the processing of those applications so that people that have been relieved of their uh, disabilities can then be returned to essentially full citizenship again? That's going to require legislation, as we talked about during the break. That or a, a single-line bill that uh, that sunsets that legislation from the 90s. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line here is what the government giveth, the government can taketh away. And if you allow them, like, there's... They will never, they will never give you back what they took from you. Yeah, and I am incredibly disappointed in Republicans from the 90s and from the 80s because these are the people that were doing this. To not be able to see the uh, encumbrance on liberty that that legislation, when it was authored care. and passed, presented. They don't care. Well, they never let have me, let, let me show you how much they don't care. John Cornyn waited zero time before throwing his hat in the ring to replace Mitch McConnell. Uniparty shill. Now, wh- what's, the, what's the connection there? The connection there is John Cornyn has never met a piece of gun control legislation that he hasn't been willing to work behind the scenes with, with Murphy or Blumenthal and the rest of those hacks. But he votes with us, Mark. True. He has. But he's always willing to compromise. Always. And no better no better personification of that than the previous bill. Biden's big, or Biden's big gun control bill, first time in 30 years, came from Cornyn and Murphy working together behind the scenes. So where's the connection? Well, he's the first one that wants to replace Mitch McConnell. And here's why that's connected. They don't, he doesn't care. He simply doesn't care. Uh, yeah. Uh, he just wants to impress, he, just to it, fill his resume up with another title. He's now, let's look, he's 72 years old. Oof. And in today's Congress, 72 is young. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, let's be serious here. 72 is young. Mitch McConnell said, oh, I'm stepping aside. Actually, Mitch McConnell said, well, I'm stepping aside. In nine months. As leader. Yeah. But he's going to finish his term until 27. Okay. They're going to be wheeling him in. They won't go home. They just won't go home. Well, Mitch has to manage this <laughs> up until the next election. That's why he said he will be resigning in uh, in November, because that's when the election is. And he's got to oversee it up until then. Look, I, I, I gave Mitch McConnell some accolades. He did a phenomenal job with the judiciary as the head of the Senate. He did. Um, but I'm not. we don't have enough time to go into the things about Mitch McConnell that, you know, look, here's my deal. When people keep sticking around way, way, way past their prime, let's just put it, let's just put it mildly. He's past his prime. His expiration. I like that. When you stick around past it, there's a reason for that. And I'm going to bet you, I'm going to bet you it has something to do with his wife in China, but I could be way wrong about that. No way. I could be way wrong about that. 
I could be way wrong. And her father's shipping business that controls the ports in China and builds ships and multi-billions of dollars? No way. How much time do we have left in this segment? (laughs) Good heavens. That's facetious. That's retort. We don't have enough time in this. But yeah, these people just will not leave. Now you've got Cornyn, who, believe it or not, at 72, is fairly young as far as as far as the geriatrics up there Mm. in D.C. And the fact that he wants to take over. Look, Cornyn's not the friend of gun owners that you want. No. As Senate minority leader. We're trying to get rid of him here, too. Yeah, you know, that would be a start, and that's Texas. We're talking about primarying him in the state, so. Texas, come on now. You're you're listening. You're listening in one of the fourth fourth largest cities. Houston, you're tuned in right now. I mean, Uh, come on. Houston is a... Help us out. I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's, it's just Harris County, but there's, come on, there's a lot of Republicans. Y'all got to do your part down there and get rid of him. Uh, he is no friend of yours. And what this is, is ju- these are just the last vestiges of the deep state rhinos that just won't go away. And what does he want now? He wants to put himself back in, you know, in a, in a big, bigger, greater position of power. Ladies and gentlemen, they just don't care. John Cornyn doesn't care about your gun rights. He cares about what's politi- politically expedient for him at the time. Mitch McConnell won't leave. Doesn't that tell you what we're talking about is true? Yep. Go home, Mitch. What makes you want to not spend time at this age with your family and your grandkids? It's time. But it's it, just time. And just, they don't care. Just to point out, if Mitch was to resign like today, that what kind of a deficit that does, does that put us in as uh, the Republican side of the aisle with having one less Republican, even though he's not really doing anything anyways, even though he's just still voting R when it benefits him. Here's the good part as we go to the break. Mitch McConnell is politically astute. Mitch McConnell made the comment, and he made it very clear. You know, I know politics. I know where my party stands right now. What he was telling you was he knows he's now an outsider in the party. So that's at least a good thing. But the fact that he's going to continue to finish his term, I don't know. You won't hear much from him anymore, but... It's just time to go home, Mitch. All right? You served your country. Go home. Get out. They just don't care. When we come back, we've got a few more topics to cover. I'm going to go to the gun control issue with you by Google. We'll be right back. Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. I love doing this. I, I could do this all night long. Get, getting into that conversation with McConnell and Cornyn was a lot of fun. Welcome back, guys. Just not enough time. I asked Greg during the break, can we extend the show for five more hours today? He didn't want to. And we couldn't have any way, but that's how much time it would take to get into all that. But keep this in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing happens in Washington by chance. Nothing. Okay. It's all by design. Car Firearms Group Studios, Sig Sauer Mike, Patriot Mobile Communications Center, X Insurance presenting it all. Please go out of your way to visit all of our partners. Barrel Buddy is a great new partner. Check them out. Revolutionize the way you change your guns. PT Ammo, American Made. I got a box yesterday at the ranch with tons of rounds. Of some great PT ammo stuff in the shotgun rounds. Wow. PTMO.com. PTMO.com. Don't forget about WAFT, where our families train down in Florida. That situational training. Check that out. Real simple. Just go shoot them an email. Let them send you some information. Take a look at it. Maybe next time you're in Florida, 
you might want to take some of that amazing training. We're going to be down there broadcasting when it's really, really hot over the summer. And hopefully my knee will be a little bit better, Greg. I'll be able to participate in some of that training. That wouldn't happen now. I might be on the sidelines, but at least we'll be there doing it. It's very cool scenario-based training, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to check it out, WAFT, WFT.com. Goat guns. Get your goat guns. Don't forget those. That's your new addiction. Arms list. CuttingEdgeFirewood.com. HeavensHarvest.com. And all of our other great partners. And don't forget Patriot Mobile. Kicking that off today. They'll be joining us on the program this week. Support the businesses that support your lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen. It has never been more important than it is now. And that's how we fight. And it's how we win. And it's also how we've been on the air for 15 years. So support these businesses. If you enjoy this program, and I know you do, get tons of email from you. Please, please, please support the businesses that support the program. April 26 marks our 15th year on the nation's airwaves. Coming up quick, unfortunately. Yeah, that's even after tax time. Good heavens. Wow. And it's coming up quick. So keep that in the back of your mind, too, ladies and gentlemen. Greg, welcome back. The whole felon thing, interesting stuff. You know, we'll, we'll ask Alan about that and then figure some of that out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted, one of the things I wanted to get with Alan, and the reason I asked him if he could stay was because Florida House has passed a bill to lower legal gun purchases the age to 18. And, Greg, you mentioned during the break, as it should be. Yeah, absolutely, as it should be. I remember when I was able to buy firearms at 18, uh, obviously rifles and uh, shotguns and stuff. I, uh, but still, it's, it, it's absurd that you can't buy a pistol, rifle, or shotgun at the age of 18. You should be able to buy whatever you want at 18 years old. Correct. If you're considered a legal adult, it's that simple. Florida looks like they're on the verge of repealing that part of the Parkland bill. Ryan Petty, Parkland dad, was here last week on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, talked a little bit about that, fully supports getting rid of this. And I want, the reason I wanted to ask Alan about it is because Alan had a court case about that with a victory in West Virginia. And this is the way it should be. If you are on it, don't this whole thing, you know, the Democrats... They're not old enough to drink a beer. They shouldn't be able to buy a gun. The only reason they're not old enough to drink a beer is because you said so. Mm-hmm. Because when I was 18, I could drink a beer legally. And smoke cigarettes. That's all subjective garbage. Yeah, that's, you could do whatever you want at 18. Now, you ought to be able to do whatever you want at 18, even if it isn't good for you. Because that's your choice. You're an adult. But no, not when it comes to your firearms. And we see what's going on in California right now. It's just the way the Democrats work, ladies and gentlemen. They hate your rights. They hate your freedoms. And I'll stop there because of the FCC. Pretty much that simple. Now, a lot of times on the daytime show, I will Google live on the air two words, gun control. And that can be, that's a pretty gutsy move if you do it live and you don't know what's going to come up. That means I'm not going to do any prep. Let's risk this and let's pull it up and let's go through this in real time. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to pull up gun control. And we're going to see what pops up live on the air. This is always fun to do. Uh, let's see. Dayton Daily News. Gun control a priority for Dems in Dayton Senate race. State Senate race. Woo. So Ohio. Uh, the- that means Democrats want more gun control. You don't even have to go past the headline. Yep. Okay. Gun control a priority for Dems in state Senate race. Well, is it never? Uh, CBS News from two days ago. That Dayton Daily News was 19 hours ago. CBS News, left, right, center, gun control, and Nikki Haley in Colorado. And I'm just going to skim these headlines. Who cares what Nikki Haley thinks about anything? Correct. Don't care. Who cares what Nikki Haley thinks about gun control in Colorado? Forget it. Bye, Nikki. Uh, VT Digger, three days ago. I don't know who that is. Vermont, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Ghost Vermont. Guns. Yeah, Vermont. Vermont Senate targets unserialized, untraceable homemade firearms. 
80 percent. Yeah. These headlines themselves. Local voices speak on Ohio gun law changes. Dayton, Ohio, again, a former Dayton police chief and current Dayton school board member advocating for changes to Ohio's gun laws. Let me put it this way. Just by reading that, they're not advocating for you. They're advocating for more gun laws. That's what they say when they're talking about changes to gun laws. They're not talking about giving you your rights back, expanding your Second Amendment rights. You don't even have to read into that. And that's a police chief that's advocating for that. So real clear markets. Guns don't kill people. Neither do immigrants. Oh, good. Tell that to Lake and Riley's family. There you go. All you got to do is look at the headline. By the way, Biden, say her name, punk. I know you don't remember it, but somebody can give you a card and you can read it before you forget you said it. He probably put it on a teleprompter for you. Veggie. She was just laid to rest here. (laughs) My family went to the church where her funeral was held. On Friday, my family was at the church there today. Yeah, that's close to home, ladies and gentlemen. I have a friend whose son dated her sister. It's close to home. Tell that to I don't even want to go into that headline. Angry Mark will come out and we'll probably get kicked off. Our signal will be dropped. Uh, Fargo loses challenge to North Dakota's crackdown on local gun control laws. That was good because Fargo, what, uh, what they wanted to do, was interrupt state preemption, essentially. We want to be able to have our own laws in violation of the state law. No, not going to happen. A gun control bill sailing through Virginia General Assembly. If you're listening in Virginia, you've got 47 bills that are going to the governor's desk. It's, why not 48? Just make it for hell. Round it out to 50. Make it 50. Because they're never going to stop. The scary part is one of the headlines I covered last week was governor likely to veto most. How about all? So we don't know yet what's going to happen there. And, oh, yeah, we just don't know. Now, let's see. Where's this other one here? Let's go scroll down from here. I wish we had time. Maine I see a letter to it. the editor. Uh, it's a response to gun control. I'm not too sure if we can get to that one because we're running short on time here. Yeah, I'm going to look at this letter to the editor. I see that. California strengthens nation-leading gun safety laws. No, that's, that was, that, that's an old one. Here's one from Boston University, ladies and gentlemen. Just the headline says it all. Can civilians own automatic weapons? Supreme Court takes up the issue of bump stocks. That's from Boston University. (laughs) You'd think people at an elite university at Boston University might know that a bump stock isn't a machine gun. Nor does it change a gun into a machine gun. They don't even know what what it still actuates the trigger for one individual pull in semi-auto mode. Just the headlines alone are remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. And while it might be a gutsy move to pull while you're live on the air, it's really not because it's every day. And if you go back and look at these two days ago, three days ago, 19 hours ago, two days ago, five days ago, two hours ago, here's one for 11 hours ago. It never stops, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? It's not going to. That's why we're here. We're going to continue to fight it. We're going to continue to bring you these headlines. It's always fun to give these to you. So you know what you're up against, some of the headlines from around the country. AWR Hawkins from Breitbart News joins me for an entire hour coming up next. So set the time aside, get yourself a beverage, maybe record some of it, because AWR is the best in the business, and he's always got some great thoughts on what we're getting ready to talk about. We're going to cover his work from Breitbart six minutes after. We'll be back on the flip side. Don't go away. (laughs) 
You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. (laughs) 